Psalms 47. With the help of the Lord, I'm going to speak this morning on the theology of the shout or maybe a simpler title would be the biblical shout. In Psalms 47, a very familiar verse that you hear often during our worship time, beginning of verse 1, it says, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Would you extend your hand this direction and pray God's anointing and blessing over your pastor this morning. Father, we come before you today. Thank you for what we already sense in this place. The freedom to worship you. The atmosphere is electric with the presence of Jehovah. I sense every part of this service from beginning to the very end of this service has been put together like pieces of a puzzle to what you want to do in our midst. And I ask you right now to anoint this servant to speak your word, to anoint every ear to hear and every heart to be changed. We give all glory and honor and praise to you for these things. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. There's something stirring in my spirit that really just has to do with releasing here what is in here. What is in here is supposed to come out of here. In one place in the Scripture, the writer admonishes himself by writing these words to himself and said, spring up, O well, within my soul. The words of Jesus teach us in John chapter 7 that out of our belly, our innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. There is that that is within every single one of us waiting and wanting to be released. 
a shout, if you will, a war cry unto our God. Truth. It is biblical to shout. It is practical to shout. It is normal for a child of God to shout. According to Scripture, it would be abnormal for a child of God not to release a shout. <laughs> Last week from Luke 17, the ten lepers, when they saw Jesus coming, Brother Turpin, the Bible says they cried out or shouted with a loud voice, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon us. All ten were healed, but only one came back. And when he returned to give thanks unto the healer, he fell down and worshipped. And the scripture says, he cried with a loud voice, a shout unto Jesus for healing him. I'm going to step out on a limb today, probably a few of them. And I'm going to say that too many of you that are here are missing out on so much because you have such a quiet relationship with the Lord. Today I will show you a continuous thread throughout Scripture that commands and recognizes the benefits that go with a shout. The first thing I would tell you, according to the Scripture, is that if you are saved, you should shout. Psalms chapter 5 and verse 11 says, But let all those that put their trust in you, let them rejoice and let them ever shout for joy. You have trusted God as your Savior. You should be given forth a shout. You've been called from darkness to light. You've been taken from blindness to sight. You've been taken from the depths to the heights. Forever you should shout for you are saved and set free from your sins. I so love... <laughs> being around the one that once partied with the world. But they have found the joy of Jesus, and now they party for the Lord. I so enjoy the refreshing of the one that used to pay their homage to Mary, the mother of Jesus, until one day they realized when you got born again that you could bypass the mother of the Lord and you can have all of the Jesus you want personally. You don't have to go to a priest because Jesus is your high priest. Furthermore, you don't have to sit in a subdued service under a subdued priest 
priest doing subdued rituals, you can shout to the Lord for he has saved you and he has set you free. Some of you watching online or sitting in this service, you used to be strung out on drugs, and now you are high on Jesus. Some of you used to be hardline alcoholics that drank from sunup to sundown, but today you're drinking of the new wine of the Spirit. Oh, who knows? There may be someone in the house that may have used to have danced on the table tops uh, under some ungodly sensuality of the world, but today you are saved. You are on your way to heaven, and you still got a little dance in your feet, and now you're doing it unto the Lord. I'm telling you, friend, it is biblical. The Bible says David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Don't you allow some stuff-shirted religious people to keep you from giving your shout unto the Lord. Don't you allow some Pharisee to keep you from dancing before the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. If you're saved, you ought to have a shout going on. Not only that, but if you're seeking Jesus, you should shout. It's not enough to say I am saved. But you ought to also say, I'm seeking Jesus every day of my life. You see, when you trusted the Lord, you entered into a covenant that he sealed and ratified with his own blood. If you go to 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 12, listen, the nation of Judah, the Bible says they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their hearts and with all their soul. Is that what you have done today? Not only are you saved, but you've entered into a covenant that you're going to seek him and search for him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You're going to give him everything you got. You, just like the nation of Judah, you've entered into covenant with the Lord. Well, then if you read in verse 14 of, of 2 Chronicles 15, listen to what it said. They said that not only did they enter into a covenant to seek the Lord with all their heart and soul, but they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. Verse 15 says, and all Judah, did you get that? All Judah rejoiced at the oath, for they had sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire, and he was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest round about. I'm telling you today, if you have trusted Jesus and he has become your Savior, you are in covenant with Jesus. If you're saved and following Jesus, you're seeking after Jesus, you're going after Jesus, you have a right and you have a responsibility to shout unto the Lord. I'm telling you, I'm giving you Bible today. There ought to be a shout coming from the depths of every child of God that has been blood washed and blood bought that has had your name written down in the Lamb's book of life. You were outside the covenant. Now you're in the covenant. You were outside the fold. You are now in 
inside the fold. You were not part of the family of God. Today you are part of the family of God. You're going hard after the Lord. I'm telling you, there is something stirring on the inside of you, and it is waiting to be released, and it's called a shout unto the Lord. Thirdly, you have foundation in your life. If you have foundation in your life, you should shout unto the Lord. I go to Ezra chapter 3. Listen to what it says. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. They praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And listen to this. And all the people shouted with a great shout. Oh, Jesus, help me today. All the people shouted with a great shout. You have trusted the Lord, so you shout. You are seeking the Lord, so you shout. You now have foundation in your life. Your life was nothing but sinking sand. You had nothing to build upon before you found Jesus as your Savior and Lord, but now you have foundation in your life. You have something solid to stand upon, something to build upon, and you are being made into the vessel he created you to be, and I'm telling you, my friend, it is worth a shout. Half of y'all liable to not be here next week. And I'm going to tell you what I'm about to say is going to offend people. It's going to offend movements. It's going to offend denominations. But God did not intend for his church to be quiet. Rather, God intended for his church to shout and know how to practice quiet occasionally. I'm preaching good here. I've known what it's like. Two different experiences. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I went, uh, I went with my wife. We were in our early years of pastoring, and I went to a, a, a nominal church in the community. A friend of ours was, was uh, putting on a Christmas production. He was the music minister, and I went there, and I'm telling you, I felt the Spirit of God. I was sitting there, and there was probably 150 people in the room, and I mean, the program was going on, and God was blessing, and the talent was being used, and the songs were being sung, and people were acting, and I was feeling Jesus. And I'm telling you, I knew where I was, but I'm telling you the feeling inside of me got the better of me. So I started saying, amen, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you about halfway through, as the power of God began to touch me, I'm back there going, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah unto the Lord. I was the only one in the house. It was a powerful production. I'm telling you, Rick, when I walked out of service that day, there was an usher saw me coming, had his hand extended to me, and when he saw who I was and realized I was the rowdy one in the crowd. He pulled his hand back, wouldn't shake my hand. Did it stop me? Did it deter me? No, that was 25 years ago, and I'm still shouting to the Lord today. I'm still singing to the Lord today. I'm still praising the Lord today. About a year after that, me and my wife went, went, went to a different church, a large church. And she's like, now remember... She got me sitting up in the balcony. Now remember, we're not in a Pentecostal church. <laughs> it's the truth of Scripture. 
when we come together for the greatest event of our week, <laughs> we ought to be shouting. We shouted our kids who happen to be cougars. We shout at a football game that has to, happens to have cougar players on the field. And we go to a church in cougar country and we bottle ourselves up. I'm telling you what's the truth. I would to God if it ain't but five people to walk out of this house today said I've never practiced shouting before but I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to start to bring out my own shout. There's something pent up on the inside and it needs to be released. I don't care if anybody else is going to shout. I'm going to give up my shout unto the Lord for he is worthy of my highest praise. I told you last week and I'll tell you again two words that don't go together sophisticated and Pentecostal Jesus help me today quiet meditation serenity and silence I guarantee you, there is more scripture about shout and praise and worship and rejoicing and celebrating in the Word of God. Shout in the Bible wins out over silence. Now, I'm not asking you to be like me, but I am charging you to find your shout. To keep your shout, to release your shout, to shout your shout. We live by the Bible. It is our foundation. We are being formed into the image of Jesus. And the Bible tells us if that's the case, we ought to shout. Now, I'm personally of the opinion we ought to shout loud enough so the devils of hell can hear us. I'm personally of the opinion that we ought to shout loud enough that the angels in heaven can hear us. And I tell you, I, I believe we ought to get a shout enough inside of us so that the residents of Pulaski outside of these four walls can hear us giving our praise unto the Lord. I don't know about all that, preacher. Well, Psalms 47 and 1 says we're commanded to shout. And don't you know that verse 5, it said God has gone up with a shout. I read it to you. <laughs> so let the people shout. Let all the people shout. I prayer walk. I go quite a bit over to, to Bissett. I know, I know the drill. I'm, I'm human just like you. I'm walking down that long stretch of road. Raise your hand. Until you see a car coming and you go like this. You don't want to seem strange. But you know, it's actually easier today. It's easier today to, to shout and praise God out in public. Because 
if people see you and you're by yourself and you're loud, they'll just think you have a Bluetooth in your ear and you're shouting at your kids. I walked up on Tony the other day. I just walked up on him. He's busy. He's got his back turned toward me. Yes, beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Yes, beautiful. I said, I sure hope he ain't talking to himself. <laughs> but I knew quickly because he's got one of those little earpieces. So now it's easier, Brother Scott. We can walk around and we can talk to ourselves, and people won't think we're strange. They'll just think we have a Bluetooth hanging out of our ear. So if you're saved, you ought to shout. If you're seeking Jesus, you ought to shout. If you have some foundation in your life, you ought to shout. Now watch this. With the victory or waiting on the victory, you should shout. We're in the book of 2 Chronicles again, chapter 13. Judah, the people of God, they're in trouble. Jeroboam's army has them surrounded. They had ambushments in front of them, ambushments behind them. Verse 13 says, when they looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. Listen to what the scripture says. They cried unto the Lord. The priests sounded the trumpets. And watch carefully. And the men of Judah gave a shout. And when they shouted, <laughs> I'm sure they're like, we ain't got nothing else to lose. If we're going down, we're not going down quiet. If this is our demise, and so be it. But we're going to shout unto the Lord God Jehovah. And the Bible says that when they shouted, the Lord came down and smote Jeroboam and his army. I'm telling you, there's some folks in this place. You've been crying and you've been beseeching. Sometimes you got to get off of your face and you got to start to shout. And when you shout, I'm telling you, you'll begin to see the hand of God working against your enemies. You'll begin to see the hand of God working in your circumstances. That addiction, maybe you should try shouting against it. Like the old commercial. Got a stain, shout it out. This is the theology of the Word of God. Too many of you are intimidated by your situation. You continue to remain oppressed when God wants you to put on your garment of praise. He wants you to bring out your shout. These scriptures that I've read to you, everyone shouted. Well, I was raised Baptist. I was raised Methodist. I was raised Catholic. I don't want you to ever be mistaken when you pull onto this parking lot. We are a Pentecostal church. 
We are a noisy group of people. And could it be, could it be that the one thing that you're missing from living in victory is that you just need to let go of your shout? It's in here. It's in here. You got to let it out of here. You know, we built this stage with extra bracing. You know why? Because you got a worship pastor and a senior pastor that jump up and down like kangaroos sometimes. So we built it with extra support. So we got a Pentecostal platform. We got a dancing platform. We got a jumping platform. The theology of the shout. This is the Bible. When the fire falls, there ought to be a shout. (laughs) Listen to this. Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24, it says, There came a fire out from before the Lord. Fire came from the Lord. And it consumed the burnt offering, and it consumed the fat, The fire came down, and when all the people, again, all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. They shouted. (laughs) Oh, God, send the fire. We want the fire. Oh, God, how we need the fire. We don't want a new program. I'm not looking to be seeker-driven, seeker-sensitive. I want the fire of God. Come on, anybody else want the fire of God? That's what we've got to have. We've got to have the good old-fashioned Holy Ghost to come down and interrupt our agenda. We need the fire. Thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank God he is real in my life. But I tell you, people come up to me sometime and they say, you know, I really want the fire. I really want the power. But you really won't even open your lips and even praise the Lord. We believe that the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. It's four out of five times it's found in the book of Acts. People say, oh, I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Spirit. But they come up here and they murmur. Their lips barely move. I'm telling you, if you want all that God has for you, you want the fire of God in your life and in your family, you make up your mind you're going to square your shoulders. You may even surprise a few folks because you've been that personality that's been kind of together. Forget being together. You're one of those persons that have been dignified. Forget dignified. Last time I checked when the Holy Ghost falls, sometimes things get a little undignified, but it's still from the throne room of God. He is not, Holy Spirit is not coming to dwell in the morgue of a soul that is a cemetery. He's coming looking for a praising altar, an active altar, a shouting altar where the fire is burning and praise is not being extinguished. God comes where the fire is. All kinds of reasons. 
for us to shout. The Bible teaches us to shout. Can you imagine what would happen? The next time we're together in the house of the Lord, if everybody just came determined to shout, wouldn't that be confusing to God? No, we pray in concert, and God hears every one of our prayers. He's not bothered by our shout. He revels in our shout. He revels in our praise. All of these are great, great, great reasons. Great reasons for the shout. We're saved, we shout. We're seeking after Jesus, we shout. We now have some foundation in our lives. We shout. We want the fire of God. We shout. We, we're, we're wanting the victory. We're waiting on the victory. We shout. Could there be any reason greater than that? Any reason greater than those I've just given to you? Can there be a culminating reason for our shout? Well, I believe there's probably one more. It's found in Zechariah chapter 9. And it's, it's a, a verse that very much is tied in with the Palm Sunday message, which we'll celebrate in a few weeks. And this is what it says. Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming unto you. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, because your king is coming unto you. Woo! Rejoice, O child of Zion. Shout. Daughter of Jerusalem. Why? Because your king is coming unto you. <clears throat> Woo. Is there a greatest reason? Is there a greatest reason than the five or six that I've just mentioned to you? Maybe there is one more great reason why we ought to shout. Because one of these days, he's going to change our vile body into his glorious body. I'll tell you another reason. One of these days, he's going to take us from corruptible to incorruptible, from mortal to immortality. He's going to change us in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. I'm telling you, there's coming a day that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I don't get it. 
the Lord, when he comes back, is coming back with a shout. Psalms 47 and 5 says when God goes up, he goes up with a shout. If the Lord's going to come back with a shout and God's gone up with a shout, who in the world do we think we are to squash the shout that is within every one of us? Holy Ghost there's a shout there's a shout some of you had this going on but in a few moments you'll have this going on some of you had this going on but in a few minutes you're going to be doing this anybody else feel the Holy Ghost in the house Brother Eric, you feel him back there? I certainly feel him up here. I don't know if I believe in all that stuff. You're in the wrong house. You're in the wrong place. I don't think all that's necessary. I'm telling you, you're in the wrong place. Jesus walked. Jesus walked into a, a room where a young handmaid at 12 years old had just died. And they had the professional mourners there. But they didn't really believe in the power of Christ. You know what he did? Because they doubted, he put them all out of the room. I tell you, there's something surging in my spirit. Something's getting ready to happen. Be careful. Don't be scoffing at your wife if she starts shouting. He'll have to take your voice box away. Don't you be going home telling them kids of yours if they decide they want to give a shouting to the Lord that they need to settle it down a little bit. God's God's will put you flat on your back. Don't you get in the way of God's people when they want to lift a shout and a praise unto the Lord. Some things may not come down until you shout at them. I don't know about all that. Well, go to the book of Joshua then. And on the seventh day, when they walked around seven times, on the seventh time, what happened? Everyone, even the little ones, Everyone lifted up a shout unto the Lord, and the Bible says the walls fell down flat. Over the last year, there have been too many people, part of our church, part of our community, part of our state, part of our country, part of our world, that have allowed the walls to close in. 
and they still feel the oppression of the walls. I'm sick and tired of the walls. Is there anybody else tired of the walls? The walls of politics, the walls of disease, the walls of, of media, the walls that try to dictate how we'll live our life. I'm telling you, as I come to the house of God today with a determination, I'm not going to allow the walls to close in on me anymore. I'm going to shout at the walls. I'm going to shout at the devil. And I'm going to shout my war cry unto God. I am his child. And the walls will come down. You're in the valley of decision right now, right this moment. Many, many, many of you in here are saved. But you're in the valley of decision. You may have to do something today you've never done before. Uh, come on now. I don't never really walk up this far. Y'all back here? Good back row folks, you gotta love them folks. Quick in, quick out. Could it be that you came thinking you were just gonna get in another service? But you got walls that are closing in around you. And you feel like you're about to get squashed. And you came to the house of God today hoping for something to get you through another week. And God's brought you in here and messed you all up. Because your dead, dry, quiet religion's no longer any good. Oh, I kind of felt that bounce back. I've shown you in six different biblical examples. God is more of a shout than he is of silence. I'm not telling you that you've got to reach my decibel level because I have a good one. But I am telling you there's something on the inside and it's time to release it. It's time to let, it's time to let it overflow you. Some of you feel like you're in spiritual warfare and you've been fighting the devil left and right. It's time to give him a shout and let him know that you're a child of the king. I mean, don't whisper at him. Shout at him. This whole COVID thing has got too many of God's people living in fear. Even after they've gotten two vaccinations, they're still intimidated. A man said, don't wear a mask several months ago. Now he's trying to make you wear two masks. The people that are in charge don't know whether they're coming or going. They're going based upon science. I'm telling you right now, we have allowed this climate to intimidate us. But I'm telling you, some people are going to bring out a shout today. And some things are going to be broken down. Without masks, I don't give a rip either way. But I'm telling you, there's some folks in this room, you need 
to work on your shout this morning. Come on now. I've given you mine. It's time to put it into practice. I don't know what devil you're facing. I don't know what walls are closing in on you. But I'm telling you, there's a multitude of people in the house. You need to let go of your shout this morning. Come on, you need to let go of your shout today. Who's going to be the first one up here? Who's going to be the first 10 up here? Who's going to be the first 20 that are going to join me up here and say, you know what? I'm going to come practice my shout. Come on, come on. I'm going to come practice my shout. Come on. I'm going to come practice my shout. Come on. I'm going to come practice my shout. I'm going to come practice my shout. I'm in a Pentecostal church with 